friend. I'm going to go ahead and call you friend because I never meet a stranger. My name is Christina and welcome to my closet where we're fixing to get real, raw, and relatable about life. Quick bio, I love Jesus, my family, and people in general. Oh yeah, and making fun videos on TikTok and Facebook. So look me up there and let's be friends under Christina Smith McCulley. I'm a mom of three and in case you didn't pick up on it, I'm from the South. I'm an open book, which sometimes is not a good thing, but it is what it is. Maybe I'll say something that helps you, or maybe I won't. Either way, God gets the glory, because he's given me the gift of gab, and I'm going to use it. Thank you for being here. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode. I'm sorry it's been three weeks. Y'all know I don't really have an excuse, but listen, I am still in my closet. But I got me a table and a chair, and I really feel like this is going to help because honestly, when I get on my floor and do a podcast, I'm in here about an hour doing it, editing, all that stuff, and I get all stiff because I'm old. So listen, I got me a table and a chair, and I'm ready to go. And I'm at it right now. I got my Bible, got my notes, got my uh, energy drink. I'm ready to go. So welcome, 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 and thank you for sticking with me. Let me tell you. First of all, this might be just a confession, a closet confession, okay? I've never read the Old Testament. I've never read the Old Testament. I've never read through the entire Bible. And I want to because I think that, um, you know, a lot of times we read the Bible looking for just that encouraging word. And, and while it's that, yes, I think we also need to know, you know, all of it really. I mean, which I say that and every morning I get up and I'm like, I can't remember what I just read, you know, yesterday, but I have my notes of the, like the important stuff. I just did quotation marks. I know you couldn't see that, but the important stuff, but it's okay. I'm reading it to get to know God's character, to get to know his character, really. And honestly, it's been like amazing so far. I'm a little nervous though, because some parts I'm like, what now? What? And I'll go Google and look up what that means and everything like that. But I've only made it to, you know, halfway through Genesis. I thought about, I was on Amazon. I was like, I'm going to get me a Bible of chronological order. Does that mean that it's like, you know, goes in history order? And then I'm like, Christina, no, just read it. Don't make it so complicated. So I'm just starting in Genesis and going and just, I'm just going to read it, you know. And so far, that's that's what I want to talk to you about is so far of things that has really popped out to me that um, just really, you know, shows me God's character, God's faithfulness, who he is. It's also given me a lesson from reading the story. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And, um, you know, really, this is about fear and what fear caused uh, some of these Bible characters, not characters, because that mean, does that mean it's fake, you know, Bible people to do, but also, first of all, just the faithfulness of God. Just the patience of God I've seen. Let's just go over that real quick, or that might be a whole nother TikTok, TikTok, <laughs> a whole nother podcast. We'll, we'll go, we'll do that next time. I'm going to write down some things for next time, but just his patience and his faithfulness, really, honestly, it's just amazing. But what has really stood out to me, um, and this, when I was talking to a friend, I was telling her, we were talking about um, what fear makes us do. And I was telling her that I noticed in these stories, like the the fear of people 
um, making them make rash decisions and emotional decisions. And so I've taken some notes and I'm just going to go through them and then we'll go back and talk about them. So Eve, she, okay, so you have to look at this as first, let me just throw in here. I'm not going to wait till another podcast, something that really stood out to me that, you know, you always hear the stories of Solomon and Gomorrah and it being um, destroyed by God. Do you know that Abraham went to him and said, listen, if I can find find 50 people, will you not destroy it? And God was like, I won't destroy it if you find 50. He's like, 40. And God's like, no, I won't destroy it if you find 40. Third, he went all the way down to 10. And God's patience and love for his creation had him go down to just 10 people. Now, apparently he couldn't find 10 people. But I mean... You know, like, first of all, I was thinking Abraham had some nerve, like, questioning God like that. But it just reiterated his character. Just his character. Okay, we'll, we'll go over that another time. But let's start with Eve. So Eve ate the apple, right? What was her fear? Her fear was not knowing what God knows. Isn't that what the enemy tempted her with? Or not being enough. Like, it wasn't enough to have the Garden of Eden, and to walk with God every day. She wanted more. So the fear of not knowing led her to emotional decision, right? And her pride, pride, pride led her to taking the bite of that apple. Now, Adam, I guess his fear was what Eve would think. Yeah, I don't really know. But, you know, his fear led him to also taking a bite of the apple. I often wonder, like, if Eve would have taken taken a bite but not Adam, where would we be? You know, because they say that, that, you know, God instructed Adam. But I think he instructed both of them. I'll have to look that up. But that's neither here nor there. But, you know, um, and then we get on to Cain and Abel. So Cain's fear was his his sacrifice not being the best. Now, he didn't go get the best, right? He didn't make it a point to. But then the fear of it not being the best led him to kill Abel. He acted rationally, he acted out of anger, and he killed him. Okay, let's jump ahead to Abraham and Sarah. Now, we know that story. Abraham and Sarah was told at an old age they would be, um, they would have many, many descendants. Sarah laughed and then lied about it. Mm, like, hmm. I mean, God said, why'd you laugh? And she was like, I didn't. Uh, I guess she was fearful of God right there. But um, when, you know, Sarah didn't think it was going to happen, she had her maidservant, Hagar, ain't that her name? Hagar, make a baby, right? So her fear of not having a child, not believing the promise, made her make a rash decision of giving um, Hagar, you know, but I read, okay, so we look at that and we're like, what in the world were you thinking? But I read in some notes that that was kind of common, but for her, it shouldn't be common because God promised her a child. And, you know, in her mind, she was like, no, that's not going to happen. So let me make it happen. And I, I've, I've talked about this before. Like I've had some of them ideas, like, I know what I'll do and kind of manipulate things. And, and God's like, what, why, why, why? You know, and that's how I, that's how I picture Sarah. Like, I know what I'll do. She acted rationally and she, and then, okay. And then she got mad. She was fearful of Abraham liking that baby more. So she sent Hagar away with the baby, right? And Hagar was scared. I mean, she was 
fearful, and um, an angel went to her, I'm pretty sure. Now, also, Abraham, in two different occasions, told, I think Pharaoh was one, I don't remember the second one, that Sarah was his sister. Twice, like, he did it one time, and God was like, what are you doing? And God went to Pharaoh and said, this is why you're having these problems. And Pharaoh was like, why'd you do this to me? So, you know, right there, Adam or Abraham knew that, okay, God would have protected me. I was scared that he wouldn't. I was more scared of man than I was him. So I said, Sarah's my sister. All right. Okay. You did that. God was patient with you. He did it again. He did it again. And God also told the second one, which I can look it up. Hold on just on my heart. So you don't know. So you don't think I'm lying about this. Okay, so it's in Genesis 19 or 20. I'm sorry, 20. Um, and it says that just the very beginning. I can't pronounce this man's name. Abishalosher, A-B-I-M-E-L-E-C-H. I'm on uh, Genesis 20. And um, he was afraid. So he sent Sarah in and said that Sarah was a sister, not his wife. Same thing. Did I say he said his sister before? I hope so, because that's what, with Pharaoh, he did it. Um, and the, a, dr- a dream came to him, and uh, he said, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. And God said to him in a dream, yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart, for I withheld you from sinning against me. So he didn't let the man sleep with Sarah, because the man's heart was pure. Um, and, and he said, but if you don't restore her, know that you'll surely die, you and all that's yours. So he rose early in the morning and called his servants and told these things that he was hearing. The men were very afraid also. And he called Abraham and said, what have you done to us? Have I offended you that you have brought me or you have brought on me and my kingdom a great sin? You have done the deeds to me that you ought not to be done. And he said, what what did you have in view that you've done this thing? And Abraham said, because I thought surely the fear of God is not in this place and they will kill me on account of my wife. So he, you know, he didn't think these people feared God. So therefore he feared them more. Now, I know we can say, oh my gosh, Abraham, what were you thinking? But come on, I've, I'm sure I've done that. I am sure I have been more fearful of man than a God. And God is, I mean, he can do anything, right? But Abraham was nervous about having uh, Sarah as his wife, he thought the men would take him over. And so he made the decision a second time to give Sarah as a sister, right? But God was faithful and he was so patient, so patient. You know, I think that's why I never wanted to read the Old Testament is because I've always thought of it as like God being like wrath and anger and you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like I had that vision of, okay, Jesus came and so God's love was patient and kind and all, but he's always been the same. He never changes. But I, I think that's why I was kind of like, didn't want to read the Old Testament maybe. You know, I don't know. Anyways, okay, so let's go on. Let's talk about Lot's daughters. Now, Lot, when they left Solomon and Gomorrah, you know, his wife died. She turned around and looked. She was fearful of leaving her past behind, like of what she loved because they had a lot in that city, like they were like rich. And so she turned into a pillar of salt. But afterwards, um, Lot's daughters didn't think they would have anybody to carry on the name. And they didn't know of any men. They didn't know where to find men. So they got their daddy drunk and got pregnant, both of them. 
one behind the other. Mm. Now, that fear of not thinking you would find a man and having... then you, mm. Anyways, um, so they acted irrational. That's probably the main thing is like a lot of these are, you know, acting irrational. And I know when I'm in fear, I act irrational. I don't think straight. I'm like paralyzed in fear and I don't think and I try to figure it out on my own and I don't slow down. You know, fear, another thing I was thinking, fear makes us just rush, right? Just rush, 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 rush. I mean, you see the movie and when people don't know where they're going, they run faster. Why? They don't know where they're going. They're fearful, so they run faster. And I've thought about that. I've, I've always thought about that. Like, isn't that like a kind of oxymoron? Like, you don't know where you're going, so you run faster and get in more and more trouble. Um now let's look at Jacob and Esau. So, uh, you know, then um, who had Jacob and Esau? Isaac and Rachel. All right. So, you know, Esau was fearful of going hungry when he, you know, remember, okay, do you remember this story? So um, Esau was born first and he was hairy and like a woodsman and like worked with his hands. Jacob was more quiet. He came behind, they were twins, but he came behind Esau and he was grabbing at the foot of the of Esau's heel. And when Esau went hunting one day, he come in and he was starving. He said, please give me some food or I'm going to die. And he gave his birthright away. Jacob was like, okay, I'll give you food, but I want your birthright. And that was a big deal because the firstborn, that was what they had. But I don't know if he was really fearful he was going to die of hunger, but he made an irrational decision. And I heard, I heard somebody say one time don't let yourself get too tired too lonely or too hungry because you'll make irrational decisions and that was really good like you know when we're too tired we don't think straight so we need to go sleep we don't need to make decisions and when you're hungry I know for me I will grab the thing that I don't need to eat because it's convenient and I'm hungry and I won't just wait knowing I ain't gonna die of hunger I got enough on me I'm not gonna die of hunger but yet I'll just grab it right and too lonely your mind starts talking to you like your mind will tell you things that are not true um and i think lonely just even being inside in your bed like even just getting outside and getting new perspective will give you you know new energy new perspective new prayer you know what i'm saying like just getting outside so that's where i'm up to in the bible and all of these um, stories, what they had in common was, you know, there was fear involved, irrational decisions, emotional decisions, but also God's faithfulness was right there too. But, you know, fear makes us not think about the future or think rationally. We make hasty decisions and we, we don't slow down and just trust God. And I know you've heard the saying uh, of F-E-A-R, um, uh, what evidence appearing real false I couldn't remember the word false evidence appearing real and that is so true did you have you listened to my podcast when I thought there was um when there was like a mouse in my house I'll just tell you okay so um there was, I come home one day my husband was working at night I only had two kids then they were little and we used to have like a can of Cokes sitting beside the refrigerator. I wouldn't put them in the refrigerator so I wouldn't drink them because you know I mean a cold Coke is so good so I didn't want to drink them all the time so I just left beside the refrigerator I heard something in that box I heard something about and I was convinced it was a mouse I mean I and y'all I could not leave the kitchen I was paralyzed I was terrified of this mouse and if I left 
oh, excuse me, I'm so sorry, I'm burping. Um, if I left the kitchen, then that mouse is going to get out, you know, and I won't be able to sleep in there that night. And so I called my friend, and it went to voicemail, or no, answer machine. That's when we had answer machines. <laughs> That's how old I am. I told her, I said, I, I need your help. Call me back. So she called me back, and I was like, listen, she said, I just got in from hunting. What's going on? I said, bring your gun, girl, because there is a mouse in my house, and Ryan is at work, and I need your help. So she comes down there, and she hears it. She's like, oh, my gosh, okay. So we took a trash can, and we knocked the uh, box of coats. I wish I could have recorded this because it was a sight. Knocked the box of coats in the trash can, ran the trash can outside, and threw it down. So we're, like, waiting for the mouse to run out. What well, never runs out of the box. And so we um we're trying to you know kind of tear the box so we heard it again so she starts beating the box with a broom because i really wanted these cokes now i wasn't gonna leave them outside you know so um she starts beating and then she tears the box with the broom right like she puts it in that little hand holder and tears it and out comes the beetle a beetle a beetle was in that can of cokes and but fear had me convinced it was a mouse. Another story, I remember my sister-in-law was sleeping on our couch one night, and my father-in-law's dog would always come down and get on our front porch. Well, she was on our couch, and the dog, um, I think it like shook his head or something. Her in her sleep, and you know, being awoke and like not being fully awake, she convinced it was a bear. I mean, convinced. She would not get up and come to our bedroom to tell us to wake up because she didn't want to walk by the window because she was convinced there was a bear on the porch and that fear had her paralyzed i mean i know when it's dark you can imagine all kind of stuff you know i mean you can't really scare somebody when the light's on but you turn a light off in the same room and you can scare them silly just by jumping out you know okay i remember this okay this is another one that had me paralyzed just this happened recently I'm sitting at my desk at my salon, and out I'm looking like I'm just sitting at my desk, and out of the corner of my eye, I see something. I look over there, a snake, a snake, a little baby snake comes out, and I'm like, what in the world? It come out of a back room, right? So I couldn't hardly get up. I was, I mean, I don't know why, but I was like, if I was scared, if I got up, he'd go. I wouldn't be able to find him, and then I wouldn't be able to kill him. So I. I finally, I think I called my daddy and I'm like, get over here and kill this snake. And he came out, he's like, it's just a baby. I'm like, I don't really care what it is. Kind of find out it's chasing a frog, but just it paralyzes you. Okay. And as far as the false evidence appearing real, the beetle and the mouse, I mean, the beetle and the mouse and the uh, bear and the dog was totally false. Now the snake was real, but whatever. Um, but that's what fear does to us. And, you know, I've heard it said before, which is so good. It's so good. Fear is the enemy's twisted form of faith. Fear is the enemy's twisted form of faith. Now, isn't that so true? Like, when we are in fear, we are paying more attention to the enemy than we are to God. I mean, we're we're believing in who? who who's the author of fear? We're believing in that more than God. And I'm not saying that, I mean, I guess it is a sin to be fearful, but I mean, God knows our heart and he knows we're human and there are things that are going to scare us. But instead of us acting, you know, irrational and emotional, we need to slow down and just get some perspective, get some prayers going, make you some post-it notes around, say things out loud. I tell my friends every time 
you know, if, if they're going through something, they message me and we're talking and they're fearful. Every time that thought comes to your mind, you say out loud, I will trust you, God. I will trust you. Because trust and fear are two opposite things. They cannot go together. You cannot live in fear and trust God. I mean, like, they're just t- two polar opposites. So that's where I'm at in my Bible study. I'm going to keep going and keep taking down notes. Um, I hope this helped you. It, it's helped me just reading through and like seeing the analogies. You know, we can think about, look what fear did to um, David. You know, he killed a man because he was scared of him finding out that he got, what's her name, Bashima pregnant. Um, just, I mean, you can look all throughout the book. Look what Peter, Peter denied Christ because he was fearful of man. And all of these things are, they are human. They are, I mean, I'm not judging. I am not judging. But we can learn from it. We can learn and see that like emotional decisions and irrational decisions never are never the right answer. Thank you, God, that you're faithful to us. But wouldn't it just be easier just to not make them in the first place? Um. Anyways, I don't want to babble. I hope this helped you. Let's pray. Father, thank you that we can come to you at any time. And thank you that you are the author of faith. And that us having faith in you cancels out that fear. Help us to trust you more. Help us to slow down and to talk to you about things instead of making irrational decisions and emotional decisions. Help us to remember that you are there and that you're never away from us. We always have you to talk to, that we always have you to depend on and to go to. And we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to be fearful. Slow down our minds. Help us to focus on you. Help our faith to grow in you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, find me on social media at Christina Smith McCulley on all platforms. My prayer is that this episode helped you and your walk with Christ. Podcasts are uploaded every Sunday, and if you hit that subscribe or follow show button, you'll receive a notification. Have a great week, friend.